Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode 220, a.k.a. the Hate Man Cow episode. The Hate Man Cow episode. <laughs> Local is... Chicago fun. I'm not saying we just watched a man get waterboarded. But we but... just watched a man get waterboarded, and it was funny. What? <laughs> what? Maybe we just that we watched Man Cow get waterboarded, <laughs> not just a man. <laughs> Just we saw a man get waterboarded for six hours. Or Corey and we left the entire time. Yeah, yeah I want to assure everybody Corey wasn't looking like going through his memories on Facebook, looking up old Gitmo photos. <laughs> That's not what he was up to. No, we or, watched Man Cow get Abu, waterboarded. Abu Ghraib, and he was all about all oh, waterboarding is like a good thing, blah blah, and it's not that bad. And then he basically got a picture of water poured on his face and lost his shit. Basically, when you have to endure a movie with Mankind, when immediately after you got to watch him get waterboarded. <laughs> Real, honestly, they really, it's how, that's, that's how we felt after watching the movie this week. And this is the B-Movie Breakdown. It's a weekly podcast where you find the humor and enjoyment in awesome and awesomely bad films of the past and present, home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck. Each week's movie will be revealed on the prior episode so you two can join in on all of this madness. Like the macho madness. No. Uh-uh. Nope. Why? Nope. Little, why can't we do Macho Madness? We didn't talk about Mean Gene at all. We didn't talk about Mean Gene. On the Gene. reversal. On the reversal. Fuck you. <laughs> mean Gene. Mean Gene Oakland did pass away. It's We're broadcasting, and we didn't even talk about Mean Gene nope. on the wrestling podcast. Nope, you gotta... See, this is how we get people. You gotta listen to our other podcast. Where we don't talk wrestling. about Mean Gene... No, you gotta listen to the. If you listen to the wrestling one, you gotta listen to this one for us to. He was only seventy six. Everybody was seventy six. There was a lot of people three, that were seventy six. Three people that were seventy six. One guy died. was eighty one. Yeah, that's crazy. Three seventy sixes. It's a baby boomer generation. Those yeah. guys, like yeah. they're all. <sighs> yeah, Mean Gene. It's it's a it's a rough one. It's, he's a legend, uh, man. He's a legend. He was still working. He was still working with WWE, helping all the broadcast, all the. Mainly all the girls, because those are all the ones that are mainly doing the announcing. They don't have any male announcers, really. They had a few. What's that one guy's name? This one guy. Oh. Yeah, what's uh, his name? Mike Rome? Yeah. Yeah, but that's about it, though. I mean, like, for the most part, it's mainly the uh, the girls, and, you know, they've... Charlie and... Yeah. Kayla, and they've all been working with him for so long, so... You know, and, like, uh, he helped Renee with a lot of her career and everything, so... Yeah, so he's been still been working with WWE. And You'd like to think that that's um, that's how I mean that's how he lives on. Yeah, you gotta get like a dusty roads, get that inside people as fast as you can, so they can keep that knowledge going. Right, and uh, yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer that he passed away, and also uh, Bob Einstein that played um, Marty Funkhauser on Kirby Enthusiasm and was also Super Dave Osborne. Uh, it's yeah. a bummer that he passed away too. He was great on Kirby Enthusiasm. And uh, I remember Super Dave, they did, you know, I mean, he's been around as that character for before we were born and then had Absolutely. like a good resurgence in the 90s doing some silly stunts. And even in a cartoon, there was a Super Dave cartoon that was on Fox Kids uh, Saturday mornings. Damn. So, yeah, it's a, it's a bummer for sure. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a low note to start yeah, on. Yeah, it's a low note to start on. But you know what? It's not a bummer. This podcast is not a bummer. And you can listen to it everywhere you get podcasts. You can listen to our aforementioned Reversal Wrestling podcast yeah. everywhere you get podcasts as well. You can follow this podcast on social media at BMovie Breakdown, uh, bmpodcast.com, and bmpodcast at gmail.com if you want to get a hold of us. And uh, with your movie, if you've made one and you want us to watch it, or if you just have some recommendations, 
send send some recommendations our way. We we we. What? I mean, we have plenty of movies, but we are always welcome to recommend recommendations. What happens when you review this shit on the iTunes? What should you do? Leave a recommendation, and we will watch that movie immediately. I like that bumping it up. Bumping it up. Get yeah. that bump. Get that baby bump. Ah, uh, well. And then you go. Oh, I had a baby. And then that's uh, not how. It's, wow, as a father, this can, is not how biology works. You can follow our other this podcast. Is not how biology on social works. Social media at Reverse This. Don't you know? And uh, Nick, you did you did you learn? Mention. Did you learn nothing over the past year? I have and longer than that. I have not. I'm well, not. you can. Follow me on Scatterville Stories on the Instagram and listen to another podcast that I do with my friend Zach where we talk about paranormal and supernatural things. Some things we learn about for the podcast, other things we kind of bring in to things we already enjoy. There you go. I know a lot about. It's good to go or, off the top of your head sometimes. Or enough about. You don't about. have to le- learn everything. Nah, you, you sh- well, I mean, the idea is that I would research something I don't know a lot about and then talk about it. Or if it's something I already know about. I just do more research and spread the love. Cohomo, that's all I'm going to say. Cohomo? Como. Oh, Como. The Coal Hollow Road Monster. You have to say it right, otherwise it sounds like you say it and you sound like a jerk. The way you said it the first time did sound like that. No, it's Como. sounding like a jerk. No, that's, but he's, um, he's, uh, check out that podcast. That's the first one I started to crack open some articles on to get real serious. So do that. At Word and Feared, where you listen to podcasts. Get it. Do it. Do it. Do it. If you want. And this week, uh, on episode 220 of the podcast, we're continuing the Death Wish, uh, you know, journey. We ended Paul Paul Kersey with uh, Charles Bronson last week, but now we're doing Paul Kersey. Uh, Bruce Willis this week in the remake from 2018. Gotta end him again. Gotta end him again. So this week on the podcast, Death Wish 2018. It's the best of the worst. Well, you know. Oh, you you don't like it? That was something we watched. (laughs) It was just, you know, it's what I expected. I'm going to let you do your thing. It's what I expected, this, like, this Hollywood. It's like a Hollywood overproduced. Really overproduced. They spend money on man cow. Well, that honestly is something I wanted to get into in a little bit. That's I'm fine. Very frustrating. Let it I go. get into it now. Okay. Very frustrating. If you know what, even if this movie was fantastic, I'd probably still be very angry that Mankow was in this movie. Oh, would get knocked down a few notches. Because I fucking hate Mankow. Yeah, I cannot wait to watch him get waterboarded. Go yeah. on YouTube, look up Mankow waterboarding. I've never boarding. Seen, I've never seen the video. Well, we're gonna watch it when the podcast's over. We're in between now and the intro. <laughs> it's real satisfying. Yeah, I've he's not... like, "It's just water on your face. It's no big deal. I'll get waterboarded." Oh, blah, blah, blah. that is torture. Oh my god, you fucking moron! I hate that he still has a radio show here. Remember when he left for a long time? Mm-hmm. I mean, when I would go to school, I would listen to him on driving because I just infatuated. It wasn't a long drive. Oh, man, cow. His last show that was on the loop, uh, you could watch it in the morning. 
on like the U, WCIU. You can watch it. Just because he's a Chicago guy, maybe not. That's all I'm going to say. Maybe not. <laughs> God, I hated that he had so much screen time. He was in the movie. He was. You got to see his face. Ah, oh, it made me so angry every time. I hate his face. Yeah. Uh, he was like, for the, I mean, if anybody is listening, you know, not from the Chicago area and doesn't know who Mankow is, he was national for a bit when he went to New York. Right, he had like that was when he left Chicago, and anyways, he was like the second-rate Howard Stern of Chicago. He was like, yeah, shock jock, yeah, you know, had characters, he did silly little pranks, and they would have be, you know, he was on Q one hundred one, that was a big station here for a long time. Yeah, he was always, he just always like I would listen to Man Cow. And cause like, well, that's kind of like, like that's the thing I'm doing. But then once he even got more vocal about his right wing nonsense, like, shut up, man, cow. Now you're being more than you are. I remember when he was real big around here, and then he had a book come out, and then I remember there was like signings that were happening, and like nobody was going to these signings. Yeah, cause they're like, we'll li- like, yeah, we'll listen to the on the radio for free. You're not Howard Stern, man. I'm not gonna buy your book. You didn't revolutionize anything. You jumped into a river that was going in one direction. <laughs> Howard helped carve the river. But other than Mankow being in this, I mean, it, this is just a movie. It's just a movie. Well, there's a great director who had a few scenes he wanted to put in something. He got a chance to do a remake. So he's like, I want to put these in this movie. Yeah, Eli got a good paycheck for right? this, for sure. Yeah, this. I mean, this is the movie you do to put some money in the bank and then go do what you want. Yeah. That's what everybody uses. Bruce you know, I Will- never saw... Th- oh, sorry. No, I was going to say Bruce Willis, D'Onofrio, everybody... Who was his wife again? Uh, Elizabeth Shue. I mean, come on. Yeah. She's in for like a minute. Mike Epps. I mean, he has a tiny role. He was the his doctor friend. Yeah, who barely did anything, but he was just there. It was just weird that he was in this like little tiny, all right, sure, Mike Epps, oh, whatever. Oh, man, I wish I... I mean, the main detective is important. What's his name? That gives in a Breaking, lot of stuff. What's his name in Breaking Bad? I forget, but he's so important. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. Um, But he's crucial. The, it's just, yeah, you know, I never saw that one movie Eli Roth did, the cannibal movie. I know oh. a lot of people said it was not good, but I feel like most people are going to say it's not good, right? The, the, hand, the cannibal movie? Yeah, he did that one. It was called The Green Inferno. Oh, I never watched that, yeah. But, I'm, I don't know, I feel like if it's, you know, he's inspired by Cannibal Holocaust, and that's why he made it. So most people seeing that movie are probably like, this is stupid and gross, and I don't like it. Probably. But it might not be that bad, I don't know, I never saw yeah. it. But yeah, it's you know there's some some decent kills in it. So anything anything that was a good blood splatter, I'd appreciate that because I know Eli can he appreciates a good like splatter of blood and like of the gunshots. It always like be bloody and like a little meaty in, in uh-huh, it. Yeah. You know the attention to stuff like that is definitely. And then, like, the torture scene is very much, like, you know, Eli's style. Yeah, it's a little, like, just, I want to put this in this movie, because that scene does not belong in this movie. No, it... It, it but, doesn't. But, yeah, but this isn't, like, Paul Kersey, like... Just the name. The guy. It's just the name. It's not the guy, like, Bronson was. And even in all five movies, Bronson was never this... Rage maniac. He wasn't never a rage rage maniac who was, like... Basically, in the end, is like an action star. Right. Well, Bronson kind of was an action he star at this one. time. Right, he was. Even yeah. in, and then became like one again, kind of in the eighties. 
But he was never this like rough and tough action guy. You know, I just gotta see more Bronson movies. It's like you. I gotta watch the mechanic. It's like you can't. But he kind of. But he still looks like a guy, even if he's in a movie like The Mechanic or something like that, or westerns or whatever, and he has his persona. He still has a look to where he can play a guy, even when older. Like he played this role older, like uh-huh. Bruce Willis played the role, and he's older. But Bruce Willis, he looks like if he had just a beard. Anything like, else? Any, like you're saying, you're right? It's like. He just looks like Bruce Willis. So when he's in like a doctor's thing, it looks like he's just playing dress up um, in a but costume. But he, he is an actor. He absolutely, like he, you said, they could have put a sweet hair piece on him. He's playing a character. Yeah. It's not him. Bruce Willis shaves his head. Maybe Paul Curry doesn't have to. But Bruce Willis sometimes does have a goatee uh, right. and beard going on. He could have a cool goatee. That's true. I forgot about his cool goatee. He has like he a, has a cool goatee. Gray-haired it's goatee a cool, it's a cool beard goatee. thing going on sometimes. Goatee Bruce Willis would have been cool. At least it wasn't what I was afraid of, of him just going through the south side of Chicago killing black gang members. No, some black people, some Mexican people, some white yeah, but, people. But the, some... the overall, like, turnout on the people he killed, like, he killed, like, some drug dealer. He was, I mean, that was the best scene in the movie. I want to watch it over and over again. Yeah, that was the... I wanted more, I mean, we're just jumping now. It's But it's fine to jump because the movie's just a movie. The movie is literal. it is Death Wish, but, you know, they put the pedal to the... The other Death Wish is kind of like, it is a little slower, but... Different it, decade, too. 40 years ago. The thing is, it's not that slow, because once Paul kind of gets going, he gets going, and there's like a method to it. This is like, it's like your average revenge movie. Right. Family's hurt. Yeah. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to learn how to do the things. Here's a montage. Yeah, the montage is unnecessary. It's like, I'm going to learn how to do shoot guns. All You're th- supposed to believe that Bruce Willis, that looks just like Bruce Willis... Has never shot a gun before. But also, like, I don't know if, how much Eli even cares about <laughs> even cares about Death Wish. Because the character of Paul Kersey and all the, like... But you know Eli Roth fucking loves Death Wish. Yeah, like, you know well, him and Tarantino yeah, well, guess what? about Death well, Wish guess forever. Well, guess what? Guess what? Well, then, you know what? Why would you Why would you squander the built-in character potential of a Paul Kersey? The whole story is the liberal guy who's forced to, like, swing this way. Watch the first Death Wish. The later movies stray away from it, but it's still because he's just accepted this is who I am by this point. But they begin this man who is swayed. He's a conscientious objector in the Korean War. He could have. He was a mash unit. Eli Roth also didn't write the movie, so he's just brought on to just film this thing. Yeah, but you yeah, can because listen to the, listen to the this is the hoops this movie went through it's dating back to two thousand six. Twelve oh, so years this is before just, the movie was so made. So this is just a clusterfuck. Sylvester Stallone was going to direct and star in a Death Wish remake. So why didn't that happen? Uh, basically, he says his version was going to be um, he was going to be a very good cop who had incredible success without ever using his gun. So when attacked on his family, goes to whatever revenge, and then basically he just dropped out. He would then then in two thousand nine he said he's going to consider it again. Didn't happen. In 2012, they a, a remake was confirmed and was going to be written and directed by Joe Carnahan. Joe Carnahan did The Gray okay. with uh, Liam Neeson. Yeah. And um, I did notice that Joe Carnahan still had a writing credit on this, but it says the film was going to star Liam Neeson and Frank Grillo. Oh, uh, shit, yeah. Purge and uh, Winter Soldier yeah. fame. Yeah. Uh, but then Carnahan left the project in 2013. Because, like, we're done with this. But then he was going to receive, uh, uh, due to creative differences, he left the film. 
Yeah, I believe that. And then, but was still going to receive like a yeah. writing credit. Right. And then he was replaced by somebody else, a different director, Gerardo Narano. I don't know who, he can't click on his name, so he must not have much credits. Um, and then they were going to cast Benicio Del Toro in the lead role. That'd be different. He would almost be more believable as like a guy. He would. If he's not being like cra- like over the top, if he's just being like chill Benicio, yeah. maybe then he could be just a guy. But I, even then, that's like I'm not, I don't think. But anyways, I don't know. that he never might, happened. He might end up collecting stones or something. <laughs> that never happened. And then um, in 2016, Paramount Pictures and MGM announced that these other two guys... Weird that they're uh, Israeli because of the former connections to Death Wish and uh, just Canon keep, Pictures. Just keep going. They they made this movie called Big Bad Wolves that was um, it's fucking awesome. Actually, it's a really it's like a Israeli black horror com black comedy horror thing. It's a dark, but it's about these guys who like get revenge. Um, okay. It I don't want to say too much. It's. Somebody gets sexually assaulted, and then there's some revenge things that happen. Wow, that's Death Wish. It's a little bit different, though. It's... Because they're Israeli? No, it's just... I can't give anything away. Anyways, it is an awesome movie. I remember Quentin Tarantino raving about it. Of course that's he... why, that's why I went. That's why I ended up seeing it. It was on Netflix for a while. It might still be. Uh, so, yeah, check out Big Bad Wolves. I forgot, I forgot about that movie, and it's fucking awesome. Well, I'll keep that in mind. So those guys were going to direct direct it which is like okay get guys that made like a revenge type movie thing and do this and with bruce willis starring okay and then uh so there was a short list of people who were going to play paul kersey uh-huh willis was chosen from the list russell crowe also on the list matt damon will smith and brad pitt they just wanted a mega star yeah, this, in that spot i mean you just did you just want to make this movie so basically in may 2016 those two dudes quit the project um, after MGM declined them to rewrite the original script that Joe Carnahan wrote. Yeah, because at this point... Which had to be approved by Bruce Willis. Which, this sounds like a lot of problems I've heard with Bruce Willis. He wants the movie to be his movie. Yeah, I've heard Kevin Smith talk about his issues with him on the set of... Uh, what was that cop movie that Kevin Smith directed? Oh, yeah, what was that called? Shit, Cop Out? Cop Out. That movie it was pretty funny. I thought it was fun. Uh, Kevin Smith didn't write that, though. That's one of the few movies he right. directed. But he was not good. I remember he wasn't going to pass on a chance to work with Bruce Willis. Right, because he worked with him a little bit on Die Hard. Yeah, because yeah, right. But then th- they had a huge like falling out during that making of Cop Out. Really? Yeah, there's a when one of the Kevin Smith evening ofs he talks about the whole thing. How, like they're they're done being friends. Like, yeah, like shit went down. Oh not my good. god. Because because because. Because he was looked, he was like a dream of his to work with to direct Bruce Willis. Right, and he was like apparently like impossible. You don't direct Bruce Willis; he directs yeah. you. So then, in June of 2016, Eli Roth signed on, and then the script was going to be rewritten by two people, and then D'Onofrio signed on, and a few other people, and then basically. Yeah, they started filming in 2016. The movie didn't come out until 2018. Just, yep. 
It just sounds like it just sounds like a lot. They really wanted to remake this movie, and they didn't fucking care what happened. Yeah, it's just jerked out, jerked off by the studio. And they brought in Eli Roth. He needed paycheck. Yeah, I'll take it. He's like, okay, I'm gonna make the movie you want me to make. Yeah, working. Yeah, I'll do the job. Let me get in a few things that I like to do. I'll do the job. Yeah, so who knows? I mean, that seems like an Eli scene, the torture scene with the car. Yeah, even the ice cream man scene. Right. Feels like that. It's definitely a little bit more violent than most of the movies Bruce Willis has been in in a while. Though I haven't seen half the movies he's been in because he's in so many direct-to-video or direct-to-on-demand. But I mean, he's Bruce Willis, man. He's swimming in money. It doesn't matter. Right, but why does he keep doing all these like random movies? It's like almost like a Nicolas Cage scenario. Because it's but still... I feel like Bruce Willis doesn't even need to yeah, do but... that kind of stuff. Yeah, but... <laughs> Nick Cage needed to for a while to yeah, rack but... up some dough after this tax shit. You get used to living a certain lifestyle, and it's easy to make it to show up and boss people around and make your money. Why not? I mean, I can't fault anybody for but like, that. Like, I'm genuinely like excited to see Glass. Yeah. With and Bruce Willis is in that. He is. It's been a while since I've been excited to see movie Bruce Willis is in. But there's other things built around it. I've already previously enjoyed yeah. Unbreakable, and yeah. I enjoyed Split. So I'm in. I'm in it because well, of he's excited because he he stumbled into M Night's little universe here. Right. But like the last movie that I liked with Bruce Willis in it was. That I genuinely liked. And, you know, Sin, Sin City, Dame to Kill For is all right. I thought that was all right. It's not as good as the first one. Sure, I don't think I ever the even watched Sin City. I don't think, a, I think it, I ever it's watched all right. it. Uh, but, the, like, if I had to pick a movie that, like, was really, really good it's with Bruce Willis. Probably the same one I'd pick. It was Looper. That'd be the one. And then Moonrise Kingdom, and they come out the same year. But What year was that? 2012. But think about it. It's only, I mean... Six years, though. Yeah, that's not that long. It's a while to not make a movie that anybody gave a fuck about. Yeah, but because you, you spent the past 30 years making movies everybody loves. Yeah, and then he was, you know, he's in all the Expendables movies. And yeah, and he's diehards. Yeah, you can't write... I mean, those are big blockbuster Yeah, and the last Die Hard came out in 2012 as well. Or 2013. Yeah. I never saw that one. No, I didn't either. It didn't... It just didn't look... I mean, John McClane... It gets pretty serious. The you know, I was on board with the fourth one. Live for your Die Hard? Yeah, it's outrageous. It is, absolutely. But I liked it. Yeah. I thought that was a good one. I thought mm-hmm. it was good. You know, a lot of people were... I remember people being like, oh, they added Justin Long. He's supposed to be like silly character, blah, blah. Yeah, there's certain actors or characters that people just are like, oh, I can't have... He's fine. Yeah, he's great in it. Yeah, what's the problem? But then, like, people... Well, I mean, they did have a problem because no one... I don't think that A Good Day to Die Hard did well at all. But that one, they had, like, a son. Yeah, they... they Well, they cast... They cast Shitty Kyle Reese as his child. Oh, yeah, Jai Courtney. Yeah, which is why it's just not good. Yeah, that guy, he's not... He's not, not a good track. Uh, well, Hollywood tried. So many executives... He's just, all right in Suicide Squad. Yeah, but so many people were pushing him. What was going on with these studios? Oh, yeah, he was in those Divergent movies... That's true. And I didn't watch those though. Well, I'm just saying though, like that's when they were like, "We found this Australian guy. Well, we're gonna put him in this next uh, teen novel blockbuster." Yeah, another one of those. And then you know, then he Terminator Genesis, which was we all know how that went down. Awesome. And then yeah, then he was in Suicide Squad, and really not much since. <clears throat> but I mean, think about. I mean, he did his time though. Fuck man, that's money. 
Who? Him. This Jai Courtney? Yeah, from all those movies. Well, he, Think about those paychecks. Holy shit. He was also... I think they basically pulled him out of... Um, fuck. What was that show he's on? I don't know. Oh, Spartacus. Oh, there you he go. was on that. That was a popular show. It was, absolutely. So he was on that, and I forgot he was also on What Had American Summer, the 10 years later thing. Oh, man. He was in the freaking I, Frankenstein. That's a good one that I never saw, <laughs> that I wanted to see. There's Angels and Monsters. It sounds cool. It's Angels and Gargoyles. Is that Frankenstein poster like a poster for Batman? Oh, yeah. It came out. Look at the font, even. It's what I mean. Yeah. It's rough. Frankenstein, he, Frankenstein's monster, he's, it's fighting gargoyles. That sounds cool to me. You know, when gargoyles and demons and angels and stuff that are sounds like, it's, cool. you know, late at night, it's oh, nighttime in London, Yeah. and the gargoyles are just running across rooftops, and nobody just cares that this is happening. Yeah, it's London. Sure. It's tea time. Maybe I'll be willing to revisit it one day. I did go see it at the IMAX. I mean, I don't know why the why the <laughs> fuck you guys thought that was worthwhile. That still blows my mind. We were, we were there was four of us that went, and I think there was five other people in the theater. I mean, why did that movie get an IMAX release? There was nothing else out because it looks fucking sweet. Wasn't that IMAX packed? When you went in, it was this bus. Like, people had to pay for standing room. Yeah. At a they were just like, man, we can't wait to see Aaron Eckhart as Adam Frankenstein. IMAX sold standing room only. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, for... His name was Adam. Yeah, because he's the first monster. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. God, man, that movie is rough. It is rough. Sounds cool. It's not... Uh, this is a little bit more watchable than that. This movie isn't bad, it's just... It's just a movie. The character of Paul Kersey, the whole point of why the first one's cool is because he was a conscientious... Uh, that's not a word. I said that wrong. <laughs> it's okay. Get, God damn it. Conscientious. Yeah, Stephen, you don't do it great. <laughs> Fuck, I said it the way you did. Oh yeah, blame me. Conscientious objector to the Korean War, so he became part of the MASH unit, right? Yeah, yeah he was a doctor. He was a doctor. Paul yeah. Kersey was a real doctor in, in the war. Yeah. They built in so many useful tools. I for, You forget about that part because yeah. they only mentioned the first one. And his and he had never touched a gun because his dad was an avid gun advocate and a hunter. And his dad was killed by a... His dad got Dick Cheney to death in a hunting accident. So Paul promised he'd never touch a gun. Wasn't there like a choice he had to make? Either do this or never touch a gun again. Or yeah. his mom. His mom, he flipped a coin. Yeah. And he, the coin landed so he was never going to touch a gun again. And he doesn't touch a gun again until he's hanging out with his buddy Ames when he's checking out his next development. And Ames gets a gun. He starts thinking about it. I, even though movies back then were slower, I feel the progression is more believable because he really slowly is. inches into it. Like it It's really like is. make that one step, do one step. It no, feel slow at no, all. No, but I mean to someone watching it, like, I mean, I'm just thinking, like, maybe people nowadays, as opposed to this one, Bang Bang Explosions, or any modern, like, action movie with guns, this is builds. It's almost, it's more of a movie than it is an action movie. Like, it's a drama. Yeah. About this guy who, his family gets fucked. And this one tries to be one uh, here and there, but then it just ends up being, like, he's too much of a, like, he's too much of a, of a rage monster. The first Paul Kersey, 
I hate to have to say the first. They're the only Paul Kersey. <laughs> he's more of a, he's like more hurt and helpless and like tragic and doesn't yeah. know what to do. And then he kind of stumbles around, but then he's very precise, but everything he does. But that's the best. And then the joke, even in the first movie, they're talking about, you know, right wing, left. They play in like the liberal. It feels like such a modern film. The the polarization, crime waves. But that back then there was an actual crime wave to a degree. Left versus right. So this left wing guy almost goes, he doesn't go into a complete right wing direction, but he becomes a vigilante gun guy and goes out and takes the law into his own hands. I mean, regardless of your feelings on that issue, but like if you think that's the right thing to do or not, that is a story worth telling through the vessel of Paul Kersey. Yeah. Via Charles Bronson. This is, um... This movie doesn't do that. No, it doesn't do that. You know, I read something just now that kind of disturbed me about this movie. Uh, I don't know what Eli was doing. He wanted the, the scenes with the DJ stuff to be authentic. So he sent them situations and let the DJs film and direct themselves and comment how they naturally would as if it was really happening. What? As how how they sway and Mancow just have total control over there. Oh, I could tell that because Mancow feels like that's what Mancow would say. Yes, it's exactly what Mancow would say. But like the sway, the sway's part seems way more natural. They seem like better at it. Mancow is like preaching, but that's Mancow. So I guess right when your authentic self is just an authentic it's asshole. It's funny the last two couple things I remember like you know sway was like a VJ for a long time on MTV and he's a popular dj been around for for a long time on the radio and everything but uh he was also in uh luke cage seasons one and two they cut to radio clips of him oh yeah about luke that's yeah that's and true and stuff and so it made me think of that but you know i you know i was reading a few other interesting things and one thing you pointed out while we were watching it there was a sign on the wall in the uh, detective's office yes that said we're going to need a bigger board. Yeah. Obviously a reference to Jaws. And, uh, you know, but it was on the board of all the deaths that yeah, happened. Yeah, the murders. Uh, this was apparently a sign that Eli Roth actually saw on a board in the police station in the captain's office when he was spending time in Chicago. Makes sense. With detectives. I mean, that, that sounds like a cop thing to do. Like, Yeah. I mean, this is what you do every day. This is something you... And, and you want to know how... I mean... Obviously, maybe the, the torture scene was written into the movie already. Maybe. I'm maybe just it wasn't guessing. The, maybe it wasn't the way it was exactly. I don't know anything. But I'm going to tell you how I know that it was definitely an Eli thing. Okay, Listen how? to the, Okay, so. Go ahead. He, the, Paul Kersey mentions that the most pain a human can endure before going into cardiac arrest is that torture. Yes. The cut on uh-huh. this, um, yeah. the nerve with yeah. the thing. So, Sciatic nerve. This was discovered by scientists of Unit 731, a covert biological and chemical warfare R&D unit of the Imperial Japanese Army during World War II, experimented with various ways to torture someone without killing them by actually torturing prisoners of war. That's how I know it's an Eli thing. It's so goddamn specific. Absolutely. (laughs) It's so specific. Yeah, there's no question. He is so specific like that. When he talks about anything, it's like, oh. Yeah, it came from something, and he wanted to use it. Yeah. And this guy's a doctor, so he can... Again, I found a movie I can fit this into. I mean, he probably could fit it into any other movie. But he had to give himself a moment. If I, f- I feel like he took pride in that scene. 
of the movie he was making to make for someone else. He took pride in that part. Yeah, uh, it's just... He also didn't show the shootings of the mom and uh, daughter, like, on screen. It was flashbangs from inside of a house. Like, we didn't right. need to see that. Oh, man, I, I forgot this. You know, we were mentioning um, Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. Uh, who is... She's a famous actress, been a lot of stuff. One of the big famous roles was her in Adventures in Babysitting. And uh, who was uh, also in that movie? Vincent D'Onofrio. Cute. Little uh, little reunion there. Yeah, what a little reunion for Death Wish. Yeah. I think they're in like one or two, one scene yeah, together. I hate reading certain things about this movie that like Eli was actually like trying. So, tell me. That he like met with Chance the Rapper. Uh-huh. Let's keep going. Before making it to discuss violence in Chicago and about them like collaborating on the film musically and like it didn't happen but then like Chance's brother is in the movie in one of the radio calls in the beginning and on the phone on the radio with Sway it's, it's like, like he, doing his research like, but like it doesn't and yeah. to do these things and like clearly somebody else's hand was like Bruce Willis or MGM what, or almost like, whatever somebody was like no it's almost like they intentionally sucked the politics out of it they took they they just weren't it's just a revenge movie revenge and, man and even some of the other people that were cast in this is like Eli was like that guy Dean Norris from Breaking Bad yeah like Dean or Eli was such a huge a fan of that guy he named his second uh, uh he was going to name his second dog after that guy's character on Breaking Bad what was the name of the character Hank Schrader Hank thank you guy was driving me nuts because Hank is incredible. He says whenever he gets another dog, he's going to name it Hank Schrader. So you're like, I like this guy from this show. Like, he's you know, he was trying to do, do things. Do you want to know his relationship to Walter White? Brother? Um, in-law. In-law. All yeah. right. I have not watched that show. Hank is good. I will, uh, I'll get to it one day. I mean, it's... It's out there. I can sh- watch it when I but want. But I mean, that one should be, it should be like at a top thing. It's like watching a book. You know what's, uh, I don't know, before we get to anything else. That's fine. A little factoid here. Factoids are good. Uh, Charles Bronson was actually considered for the role of John McClane. Oh, In Die fuck. Hard, originally. Can you imagine that universe? <laughs> oh, my God. He, would have, he was too old. He was too old to be. I mean, he didn't play characters that were too old. Because I was going to say, he, he can't play a character who has a 40-year-old wife and young children. Yes, he can, because that's what he was doing. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's what he was doing. Right? Uh, no, Die Hard needed to be... He had his death wish. Die Hard needed to be somebody else's. Yeah, it's... uh, Yeah, but this movie... Yeah, it's just... It's unfortunate that it's just a movie. It could have... You could have done something with it. You could have done something different or whatever with it. Instead... All it's, the choices are weird. It's crazy over all those years, you know, 12 years or or so, whatever, trying to make a remake of this movie. So many people were considered for this role. Yeah, they try, the, They were trying well, something. Well, like, we were, like, so I left some people off, too. Like Just list them all. Kurt Still. Russell, Michael Keaton, Christopher Lambert. And everybody. Dennis Quaid, Richard Gere. I, Richard Gere might be a good Paul Kersey. Richard Gere would be a great. Kurt Russell person. would be, but he would just be being Kurt Russell, and it would just—it would be awesome just because it's Kurt Russell. Well, I mean, that's why this could have been awesome, but it's like a hollow Bruce Willis, you know? What yeah. I mean? Like, 
Michael Keaton might you could get like a oh you could get Paul Kersey out of Michael Keaton yeah you can get a good like now yeah if Michael Keaton if they yeah Richard Gere Mel Gibson Harrison Ford Peter Weller I feel Keaton is who Keaton and Gear Gear would be great Michael Bean yeah was this like for like a Tracy DVD version of? I don't know it's kind of rude to say but that's fucking Tommy Lee yeah, Jones that's fucking ignorant for Michael Bean Tommy Lee Jones cool he could be like a, he could be. Arnold Schwarzenegger? I'm not joking. It is literally his name is listed here. That he would have to build buildings. He would have to be an architect. I want to see him with his little with his little easel and his little protractor. <sighs> Jeff Bridges? Actually, there's some guys on here that like could have played more like a guy. Jeff yeah. Bridges at this point though is like I don't know. He's great in stuff still, but like it takes a certain t- like kind of character for him to not be like Look, just be like Jeff Bridges. That's what happens. Like, you right. know, ever since like Lebowski, pretty much. Yeah. You know, like even like he's in uh, the second Kingsman movie. Yeah. He's good in it, but he's just kind of like, it's just Jeff Bridges. I think the last time I, he's been in a few other serious movies since the this this movie, but when he was in Iron Man. Yeah, Iron Monger, dude. He played like a different type. Stan. Like a Ob- different. Obadiah, Jebediah, was it Obadiah? Obadiah. It's Obadiah, Obadiah. Stan. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. But yeah, you, there's some names on that list for sure. That he was the first villain of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He was. The first one that mattered. He was. The first. The other Hulk gets kind of tacked in there because, but it's not. It's Which The first Hulk. The Eric, the, Eric Bana? No, this, okay, fine. The second Hulk. That, yeah. Well, that Hulk came out after Iron Man. It was after Iron yeah. Man? It didn't come out before. No, it, it was the next movie. In. It was no. the next one because because at the end of that, yeah, Tony's in it. Tony's yeah. in it. Talking to so yeah, okay, fair. Boom. Yeah, not so. Fair. Yeah, the first. Uh, yeah, he, uh, yeah, Bridges was the first villain in the Marvel universe. I mean, cool. I guess we didn't discover Marvel anything. Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I mean, it's a long time ago. It's t- like ten years ago. Over ten years. Two thousand seven yeah. was Iron Man, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, man. I thought they keep putting out like the 10 logo on the thing. 2008. So it was 10 years. 11 years now. Yeah. Nine, 2008. It was being made in 2007, okay? But, <laughs> All right. Man, 2008. Yeah, because in the Marvel logo, Marvel yeah, Studios logo, yeah. they have the 10 on there yeah. now in the, in the trailers for things. 10 years, 12,000 movies. They're all sequels to each other. Yeah, it's all one big long story. Like, deal with this now. Forever. <laughs> deal with this puzzle. Yeah, forever. People who want to jump in now. Yeah, like, oh, I want to make a comic book movie. Yeah, eat shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised Bruce Willis hasn't popped up in the... He'd give it time. He'll be in a DC one first, probably, right? Ah, he probably. <laughs> I don't know who he'd play. If he played somebody like just a small character... Yeah, Lex cause, Luthor. Because, oh, there you go. <laughs> But you get like uh, you can get some of these older actors. They'll pop up in these smaller roles in these mm-hmm. movies, you know, and that's fine. Like Glenn Close, she's in Guardians. She popped up in there. It was Stallone's in Guardians too. In Guardians too, and you had uh, Robert Redford and Winter yeah. Soldier. Like you can get them to play these like not like major role. Well, Robert Redford, Robert Redford's role it was pretty major in Winter Soldier. Yeah, it, it should have been called the Red Skull. What are you doing, Robert Redford, Red Skull? <laughs> Well, Red Skull came back. It's okay. Yeah, I know. He's hanging out with the Death Stone. In the in, the, I know he's doing something way crazier than I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! 
Soul Stone. The oh, so was it the Soul Stone? The spin. Yeah. Um, the he uh, was hovering. He got powers. The uh, what's happening? The pop figure for that yeah. is called the Soul Keeper, or the Soul Stone Keeper. That's what he is. It doesn't even say. Probably for spoilers, if, if somebody saw the listing, yeah, it would just say Soul, so they wouldn't even know. But it's, it's Scully. But like, if the Secretary of Defense could have easily been Red Skull, and that would have been amazing. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. it seems like, especially I mean, there were all these red the Nazis connections in Winter Soldier with the underground. Yeah, Hydra, Red Hydra Skull stuff, everything. And then the Red Skull would they? I mean, they influ- it was based. That's basically the character he played. It was just a random Secretary of Defense character. Yeah, because his character wasn't anybody from anything, Man, right? You know what? Steve doesn't even know the Red Skull's still out there. No, he doesn't. But in this universe, Gamora does. But she doesn't even know who he is. No. But in this universe. In this universe, like their story isn't even told yet. No, it's a rivalry that goes that they've they've only locked horns once, and then after that, it was Bummy's frozen. Like they didn't. They they should have been having wars. That's why it should have been the Red Skull and Winter Soldier. And then you he could have been like cube teleported away still. Like oh, I'm a god now. Like still, you know what I mean? Like right. He teleported. He's been building this Hydra network. Ever since, like, that fateful trip with Steve. Because with the Cosmic Cube, that's what we're talking about now, the Red Skull can body jump into people. It can do whatever you want. He can go inside of someone's... His, that's how he survived assassinations. His be, his essence will teleport into another person, so then he's in two people... There's two people in one body at once. And Comic Red Skull doesn't have a fucked up face. He just wears a dumb mask. He just goes, I'm back! Yeah. Regardless of what face is underneath the mask. Right. I'm here. Is there more Death Wish to watch? No, there's no more Death Wishes. Damn. No more Death Wishes. I'm glad we had to wait to the modern one to be like, well, we got there. <laughs> like, this is what I thought. We ev- almost got there in four. We didn't, though. But we didn't. It, it had enough to save itself. This movie was the movie I was afraid the other five were going to be. And they never were. They never were. They never were this. They never were this. And this was just like... Studio Yeah, it was just out. the Hollywood yeah. version of Death Wish. It's, it's just, like, this is what you think this movie was, right? And uh, yeah. I saw a movie recently, and it's definitely not like a Hollywood big budget like thing at all. Okay. And uh, uh, it was actually pretty good. It, Aquaman. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's like no big budget, no special effects. No, they. I heard they train real fish. Yeah, no, they just. All they, right, they made, I got. They made people just be underwater for hours on end. I got one question. And try to drown them. Just kidding. Is, I did like Aquaman. Is though. Dolph Lundgren on screen a lot? He is. Ah, oh, fuck. I uh, also I forgot he was in the movie, and then he popped up. I'm like, Dolph Lundgren. Yes. Well, because I saw Bumblebee three times within two days, because that's what I do. <laughs> And if 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 one of my friends would have known I had already seen Bumblebee the same day we were going to see Bumblebee, he would not have bought tickets to see Bumblebee. But in my defense, I basically gave in to him wanting to see Water Wakanda. But then he's like, well, I bought Bumblebee tickets. I'm like, oh, that's nice because like my birthday, like you like you made a sacrifice there. Yeah. But he was sending me pictures of Will and Defoe on fish and Dolph Lundgren riding shit. And I was like, yeah. God damn it. It's not really a... Water Wakanda. Oh, it's totally different. An outsider comes in, except he's a good guy now to take his throne back. There's nothing like that about the Black Panther. There's no similarities there. It's diff- a little different. Yeah, there's fish. 
more family oriented. Okay. I mean, there's a bloodline in Wakanda. I don't know. It's just, King uh, T'Challa. It's a little different. Yeah. The story, I mean, the whole movie, it's not just about that. It's There's more. Anyways, regardless, I did like Aquaman. Yeah. I did enjoy it. A uh, little too long. Maybe cut out 20 minutes. Oh, it's one of those that doesn't want to stop, huh? Oh, it's two hours and 23 minutes long. Oh, my God. It's one of those. It never felt long, though. But then why would you say it's long? I Because it was long. Like, when I looked at the time, I was like, fuck, that was a long time. But if it made it fly. No. If you were there having, was like, there was or like, did it make it swim? I, w- I wouldn't say cut out 20 minutes. Maybe there was like probably like a 10 minutes of the movie I would have maybe. We wow. Someone's being real picky pants, huh? But other than that, it was enjoyable. It's a fun movie. Like, you can't expect like fucking genius shit, but it's fun. It's like a good, fun movie. It's like. Right. It's it's enjoyable. They made people being underwater like look good. Like it didn't look stupid. It could, they could have looked really stupid. I mean, people it, floating around with their hair waving around. Yeah, I don't know if you should give. Some, I mean, I guess a lot of movies have been given credit for like, oh, it could have been stupid. Like, well, I guess that's worth giving credit to because it, because of because I think when when you say something like that, it's like a scenario like. People being underwater for an entire movie, almost. Well, it's just water. It's like, I know, but it could look bad. Little Mermaid looked fine. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, okay, a movie that's not animated, where you have people that are supposed to be underwater. Isn't half the whole thing fucking CGI? That's animated. That's all CGI. It's like a cartoon. <laughs> you know, it's the people on green screens for the most yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's a decent amount on land and stuff. So it's still animated. It's like this. But it's like a fun, like, adventure movie. Like, Jason Momoa is good in it. Yeah. Amber Heard is good. Willem Dafoe is great in it. Yeah, Dolph's who I need Dolph, to know about. Dolph Lundgren is, is it, great. Does, it, does he just ham it he's, up? He's uh, Amber Heard's father. Oh, no. Her character's father. Yeah, he's a bad guy. Okay, family's drama. Was it his trailer park under the sea? He, well, he is like, I don't know, he's like, he's one of the, because there's like all these, like the five families of the sea. He's wow, like that's that's nothing one. like Wakanda, by the he's way. He's like the king of the one. Nothing like Wakanda, by I the know, way. But it fucking exists forever. What do you want me to do about it? You don't have to Aquaman, defend it. Aquaman's probably existed longer than Black Panther. Probably, but you know what? So maybe uh, Black Panther was uh, African wow. Atlantis. Wow, throwing throwing Jack Kirby under the bus, huh? Yep, African Atlantis. That's nothing I should be... That sounds... I'm, well, okay, that's what you said. <laughs> uh, speaking of Black Lannis, uh, Black Mantis uh, was pretty sweet in the movie, too. Great. That stayed in, huh? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, Badass. I do, well, Great. You know, you know what? Here. You know what? Here, oh, yeah, what's here? You know what? Uh, you know what you're saying about it. It could look bad. Something else. I feel like if this is this uh, a little quick little mini review too of uh, Aquaman. DC could have went like I feel like some of the movies they were going like the route of like we don't want it to look too much like the comics. Yeah, because that's a dum dum's attitude. In in Aquaman, it's like. No, everything is like the comic. Like, Black Manta has a giant... Like, if this was, like, probably, like, ten years ago, that Black Manta would have had, like, a... Maybe, like, goggles on. Sure. And, like, a scuba gear. Sure. And that's it. Yeah, but he's... No, a, he's, like, full-on fucking well, Black Manta. He's has the thing. Like, his head... Big, giant thing. Big, giant <laughs> eyes. They went full-on. You know, even all the characters. Dolph's character, he, he looks absurd. But it's fine because it's that's how they're supposed to look. All the Atlantean characters well, it's are all, supposed to look as absurd as they do, and they do, and they and it's fine. Nobody, 
Look how much fucking money the movie's making. Just let it look the way it's supposed to look. I mean, it's... You don't have to hide that shit. It's such a long... It took such a long lesson. To, it took a company deciding just to do that. From, oh, we can just do this. They've done it twice now. Yo. Wonder Woman and this. Yeah. Looking forward to 1984, Wonder Woman. Yeah. I'm excited. Just... Zack Snyder can just go away. I mean, he's dealing with some serious James shit. James Wan did this. Uh-huh. He's great. Yeah. Let him, James Wan, do another Aquaman, sure. Or another DC movie. Fast and the Fishes. Fast and the Fishes. Yeah. Just slightly worried about Shazam still because I don't give a fuck about that character. Well, you And know, it just looks like they tried to make, like, a silly movie. Well, maybe that's going in the direction you want, though. Right, but it, that one feels like they're trying too hard to be silly. Like, make up for more lost time without being silly. But isn't Shazam kind of silly anyways? <laughs> sometimes. I feel like sometimes that character's real serious. I don't know, man. I don't give a Once shit Once he, like, that. matures and isn't, like, is out of the mindset of, like, I'm a boy in a man's body. Right. Then he has to deal with some real like, shit. Basically, what they're selling people on is, like, it's kind of, like, big, but what if he's a superhero? Which is, that's a smart way to sell it. Right. And it looks enjoyable and fun, but... I don't know. I need to see something more of like the bad guy. Like Mark Strong is like the bad guy. He's a bad guy in a lot of movies. And it's like, sure, he's a great actor, but it's yeah. like, I kind of wish they would have just done Black Adam right away. Right? If you saw The Rock in that trailer as the bad guy, you'd probably be like, fuck, I'm all right. I'm going to see it. I mean, to make a million dollars. Yeah. So why? I mean, he could still be in it. In like a second. Maybe they're not telling everybody something. But like that'd but be dumb. That yeah. You don't, you don't want them to be surprised by that. You yeah. want that going he, in. It could be like a teaser thing at the end. Just call the movie Black Adam. Yeah. There was a, uh, you know, every now and then you'll get these, like, uh, I don't know what you want to call these, like, dimension jumper type character okay. actors who jump from one cinematic universe to another. Oh, Josh Brolin? He and is, Ryan Reynolds? Right, they are. I'm trying to name as many as I can. Um, but there's one in this movie. Um, oh, my God. Why can't I think of his name? Randall Park. He's uh, an Asian actor. He's been in lots of stuff. He has been. Um, he's on the show um, Fresh Off the Boat. He's an actor. Yeah, he's, what's he doing? He's been in a lot of stuff. Anyways, he's in Ant-Man and the Wasp. He is. And he is also in Aquaman. Damn, dude. I was like, oh, I just watched him in the... He's, and he, if you haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp, he is fantastic. Can you believe... And hilarious in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Can you believe Captain Picard is also Charles Xavier? Fuck you, dude. Fuck you, dude. That's a cinematic universe, bro. The Star Trek. The lame one. Wow. You're dumb. <laughs> There's another TV universe. Um, movies they made... made movies. Insurrection. <laughs> the only one you've seen. I've seen all of them. You've only seen Generations? Just... You didn't see that. First Contact? You didn't see that either. I saw them in theaters. You lied. Insurrection is the one you chose chose to say. Nemesis. Yeah, Nemesis. Ah, that one's not good. <laughs> you want to see something that's called foreshadowing the movie? I saw Generations on First Contact, at least in theaters. I mean, we're getting off topic, but I just want to point out, Data, I have a transporter built in me, but it can only transport one person. Oh, great. I bet you won't have to sacrifice yourself to save someone. <laughs> so, yeah, Paul Kersey. <laughs> This is what happens when we watch movies that are just movies. It's like, it's just a movie. There's nothing to talk about except the cool scene where he shoots the ice cream man out in public. His only cool one-liner, 
when he walks up to the, these drug dealers with the ice cream like station. He's like, you the ice cream man? He's like, yeah, who are you? Your last customer. And then, bang, 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 before his sentence is even finished. It's so many bullets so fast. It is. That was... And then uh, he wasn't. He was also called vigilante a few times, but mainly the Grim Reaper. Which, like, calm it down, guys. The Grim <laughs> Reaper, because he wears a hoodie. Calm the fuck down. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just a movie. You know, I've watched some other movies recently, and they've been better. But yeah, yeah I was waiting for the swerve where he's gonna have to kill his brother. Oh my! Like, wow! Yeah, I thought that was gonna happen. Yeah, I thought his brother, because he was looking for money in the beginning, might have been behind the whole thing. Yeah, like that would have been weird. But there's been so many script writing. What if that was a part of it? It could have been. And it was just like, no, we're not doing that. Like it gets written out. That's a weird thing with movies cobbled together. Some things like remain, and then their end game yeah, who is knows edited what that out. Original Joe Carahan script looked like, and why he left from for creative differences twelve years ago. And then right. what took so long and how many rewrites and different things. And when Eli came in and they brought a couple new writers in to just rewrite like, the Joe Carnahan script and Bruce Willis had to approve it. Can you just imagine them looking at this thing like, oh boy, all right. Yeah. Like, well, okay. Yeah, it happens. Because we can't judge this movie based on how we should judge it. Like, what were you able, how much did you have to overcome to make what you made? Because then we might give it more credit than we are. Right. But we don't get to see that. Yeah, to find out when I talk to Eli Roth next. That'd be cool. <laughs> Shoot him an email. Yeah, when I talk to him the next time, I'll ask him. Uh, so, you know, we went through all the Deathless movies, including the remake, and it's, it's six, six movies now that the Deathless series has taken us down uh, six episodes of this show. But since it's a new year, we start off fresh with a new movie. It yeah. was sent to us it a was. few months ago. Yep. We had a lot of other movies and stuff planned, so we kind of got in the way. But um, the uh, this man, Sam, uh, how do you want to pronounce that last name? I should have asked him. Qualiana? Let's go with that. Qual- Sam Qualiana. He sent us a movie uh, that he made. Yes. And uh, so we're going to watch that. It is called Post-Apocalyptic Commando Shark. Well, back in it, huh? <laughs> That's what happens when we get out of a franchise. Yeah. Just straight into the thick of things. It's just gonna get, just gonna, you know, it's the, you know what, this is like the polar plunge. Is, Everybody does a polar plunge on the new year. We all, we thought we were maybe gonna do it with Death Wish remake, but instead we're doing it. With, uh, is this why you? Is this why you want to talk about Aquaman? Because you know sharks are coming. <laughs> yeah. Is this? Is this why you want to get out of your yeah. system? Yeah, it, I couldn't. I just couldn't take it. Well, I'm. I mean, there's also a Stan Lee uh, cameo in Aquaman. Why would that I was, happen? I was saying, I hope he's a voice of a fish. <laughs> There's no fish talk. No fish talk in Atlantis? I don't believe it. There's not like, hey, Arthur, what are you doing? Hey, man, hi, Finn, am I right? What? Now, this isn't Shark Tale. <laughs> Finding Nemo. Hey, you see my son? <laughs> I don't remember. So, uh, yeah, next week on the podcast... Uh, it is on Amazon Prime. You can rent it for a dollar. So it's there. You want to see my dollar? You want to see my dollar? I'll give you a dollar. Wrap your boot hole. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> There's no wrestle with the plot in this podcast, There's no wrestle dude. with the plot in this podcast. Uh, but that's why next week we are watching Post-Apocalyptic Commando Shark. And it's a, it should be... A, Quite the uh, treat. Should I have not watched a... the trailer. Anything that was... I want to go in 
good fresh cold, on this cold open. It I'm is sure it's absurd. I'm sure it's out of control. Absurd. There's some sort of half man, half shark. I'm sure that is the polar plunge. <coughs> We're going in cold. Going in cold. All so right. yeah, next week on the podcast, post apocalyptic commando shark for people breakdown. I'm Corey. Yeah, that's right. Nick's here. Come back next week for more of the best of the worst. You snake? You coming a snake? Snake commander? Get chess. That's stupid. You're dumb. It's the best of the worst. <laughs>